When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Jess, writer of Keep It Steady, with an extra morning announcement. Ashton Reed, who played Zach for the first four episodes, has unfortunately had to step down from the role. We are sorry to see him leave, but we are also excited to welcome Matthew Sabito, who will be playing Zach from here on out. Thank you so much for all your patience. This episode has been a long time coming, and we hope you enjoy it. Happy Pride Month. Good afternoon, Columbus High students. It is Wednesday, March 22nd, 2006. Would the owner of the blue Honda Civic with the vanity license plate Napoleon please move your car from the entrance of the teacher parking lot? Andy's waiting for me in ConEcon. Hey, Zach. Did you make your boyfriend listen to the song yet? No. It's been a week. It has. I don't know how to explain that it's out of my hands that the opening track is mine now. Playing it for anyone else would be like peeling off my skin and letting bystanders gawk at my circulatory system. What would I do if I exposed that song to Gabe and Gabe didn't like it? What would I do if Gabe said, turn that off, or don't you think the lyrics are a bit much? How could I cope if Gabe just shrugged, unaffected? By Friday, come on. I'll try. You were killing me. But I'll tell you the answer to number four if you can help me define capitalism in a way that doesn't sound sarcastic. At the end of the day, when I open my locker, a piece of folded glossy paper tumbles out. Someone must have slipped it through the door. It's, um, it's a pamphlet for one of those youth brainwashing camps. Some kind of pray the gay away bullshit. When I dart a glance over my shoulder, there's a small knot of conservatively dressed kids trying very hard to act like they're not watching. Distantly, I note their poker faces are terrible. Distantly, I note my hands are shaking. Freedom says the pamphlet, from pain and shame of... The kids are still looking at me and I think, don't let them see you reading it. I pick up my backpack, I close my locker, I let the pamphlet drop to the ground. I think... Step on it as you walk by. I put one foot on the paper, but it's much more slippery than I thought. My balance lurches away, my feet slide out from under me, and I'm bracing myself for impact when a hand catches at my elbow, another at the small of my back. Are you alright? Fine. Oh, hey. You're getting those pamphlets too? This is my first. You've gotten plural? For a while. It's dropped off though. I think they realized I'm beyond redemption, whoever they are. Over my shoulder. Four kids close together. Probably looking pretty horrified. Just a guess. Oh, yeah. They're not subtle. That's what happens when you decide all the performing arts belong to Satan. Turn your head a little more. To the side. No, the other way. Remember that night you dropped me off? Yeah. From their angle, does this look like a kiss? Not really. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) No worries. I'll just pretend you said something super romantic. And, uh, little dirty. (laughs) Seriously, dude? For someone who gives me a hard time about how innocent I supposedly am, you are very easy to shock. 
when you do it yeah it's it's like hearing profanity from a care bear a care bear really it's a metaphor poetic license dude i'm almost a head taller than you if one of us is a care bear it's not me or superman so either i'm a flying superhero or a cartoon bear do i get to pick are they buying it what uh, right i don't know do they look mad furious here you can see he pivots us both a quarter turn until my back is to the lockers it's a surprisingly fluid move like something from a waltz to anyone watching it would look like gabe pushed me against the wall to kiss me i check from the corner of my eye the four kids are talking emphatically with each other the tallest one is in my english class she's quiet well behaved a good student well of course it's not just the bullies that hate me now it's more convincing if you don't look at them sorry um are you okay should we stop i'm cool i'm fine okay have you ever heard krista talk about jesus no she makes a pretty good case for how if jesus were alive today he'd be a fundamentalist worst nightmare spending all his time with the people everyone else judges outraged about poverty outraged about prejudice the brown guy in the desert who hangs out with the people everyone else condemns gabe doesn't have to fake anything talking like this his eyes are bright he's brimming with joy he really does look like he's in love if i meet that gaze from this close i'm gonna lose it if i look away i can't escape the horrified glares from the other side of the hallway which is getting less funny by the second the girl in English with me, her name is Stacy. She's a good artist. When we do presentations, her posters always look nice, and I lent her a pen once. She's peer-edited my essays before, and she drew a smiley face on the paper even when I did a shitty job. She thinks I'm going to hell, that I deserve to be there. Are there more Kristas in the world, or more Stacys? It's not a hard question. It bothers you. What? It bothers you. Sorry, we can't all be men of steel. I think it bothers Leslie sometimes. And I know for a fact it bothers Krista. You know, when I asked you in the first place, I figured people would go at least somewhat easy on you, you know, since you're popular. I'm not. I know. I'm sorry. My point is, I was under the impression that you knew you could say something if problems came up. But I'm getting the sense that people have been treating you pretty badly. It bothers me. Hey, um, want to get out of here? Hell yeah. Want to, uh, drive me home since there's no way I didn't just miss the bus? Sure. Krista normally gives me a ride on non-meeting days, but I didn't want to third wheel her and Leslie. Was this all a long con just to get a ride home? You caught me. Those are paid actors. They don't even go here. <laughs> Please tell me there is somewhere in this horrible town that sells ice cream. Sorry, we're in ice cream free county. Sherbet Mafia, what can you do? I almost believe you. God, I hate the suburbs. College towns have their problems, but at least you can walk places. At least there are places to walk. Well, we can stop by a Myers. I mean, is there a drive-through or an ice cream shop or something? Just, I've had a really unpleasant day, and I'm guessing you have too. After all of that, I think the world owes us ice cream. No matter how I take that statement apart, it sounds like Gabe is suggesting we get this ice cream together. 
half-formed images of 1950s-style malt shop dates dance in my head. Will we split a milkshake? Serenade each other with songs on the jukebox? Will I wear Gabe's letter jacket? Only if fighting the man becomes a varsity sport. More importantly, it'll give us time to plan our next date. I can't do Saturday this week, and it makes more sense to have something planned before Friday. Right. Anyway, you've given me multiple rides home this week, and I have the sense you're not going to let me give you gas money, so if I get you a cone... Oh, no, no, no. You're not covering this. I still owe you for the pizza, remember? And even if I buy yours today, I'll still owe you money. Unless you're planning on ordering yourself, like, a literal fish tank full of ice cream. You're only young once. Carpe diem. That's the spirit. Hang on. You loser. Was that a pun? If there's one thing I can barely deal with, it's how young freshmen look to me these days. I can't remember ever being that tiny, that wide-eyed. They're babies. That said, on Friday, when the only freshman in my algebra class ambushes me on my way in, she's roughly the size of a Dashin, but yeah, I'm not moving her. Zach, um... I need to talk to you. Look, I can save you some time. I'm sure God is great and all, but the homosexuals got to me first, and frankly, their recruitment page was better. Bright colors, coupons, nobody trying to make me feel like a living sin. It's a pretty good deal over in- What? Nice cross necklace. I don't think you're going to hell. Could you please just let me talk? Go ahead. Um, okay, so like, when you met, uh, your boyfriend, how did you know he was gay? Because there's this girl in my bio class. Maybe that's none of your goddamn and business. she's pretty great, and, uh... Oh, oh shit, dude. Oh my god, I'm sorry. Man, are you... Okay, obviously. Come on, there's gotta be someone else that you can... You're the only... The only gay person I know. Technically bi, and, I mean, you see where my gaydar is, so I don't know if there's any kind of hard and fast... Oh, okay. Maybe find out her opinion on gay rights first? Like... If she's against them, either she's straight or she's so closeted there's not much point. That's just common sense. Yeah. I don't think there's a cheat code. You just muddle through, try to pick up signs and hope you're lucky. Shit, do you have some paper? Um, here. Okay, here's my email address. If you want to talk about anything, you can write to me, okay? I know at least three other kids who, well... They aren't straight, and all of them are way smarter than me, so if you stump me, I can get you a second opinion. And if people start bothering you, or if you need some help, there's like six kids who will automatically be on your side. You're a weird little club? My boyfriend's weird little club, yeah. Your boyfriend is scary. Nah, you just have to get to know him. If you say so. Don't forget, email me if you want, and, um, what's your name? We've been in the same class all year. Yeah, and I'm maybe not the most observant person. <sighs> it's Molly. I should get back to my desk. Hey, good luck. You too. Hey, can you help me with the chairs? I think we're starting soon. Pony said she might be late. On it, Chatterboots. Oh, I'm still not over your nicknames thing. Weirdest thing happened today. This little freshman girl, like, asked for my guidance. <laughs> Did she want to learn how to melt Tupperware in a microwave? How do you know about- Tori. That happened once. No, she just wanted me to teach her how to spot other young lesbians or something, man. I'm her only window into the queer community. 
Isn't that messed up? Is it really that shocking in this town that you'd be the only gay person she'd know? Bye. And is it not disturbing that this poor kid has to turn to me for advice? Like, what the hell? <laughs> what did you tell her? I gave her my email and said she should come here if she has problems. Really? Why? Was that okay? Yeah, it's great. He's just hurt that no baby gays have ever asked him for mentoring. He wants one too. Like a Tamagotchi. Don't take it personally, Pumpkin Toes. It's not that they don't like you. They just think you're terrifying. Hey, freshmen aren't toys. But, okay, is it just me or do they somehow seem really, really young? On Monday, I get called out of Earth Science to go see Vice Principal Richardson. I spend the whole walk there wondering what I've even done. I haven't been high in school for almost a year. I've doodled some borderline disturbing stuff on worksheets lately, but that would only net me a meeting with the school psychologist. My most deviant act in weeks was throwing a super ball around in world myth. I have not been on the top of my game. When I go to take a seat in reception, Gabe is there, wedged into one of the most uncomfortable looking chairs, frowning down at a book and almost vibrating with intensity. Fancy meeting you here. Well, this narrows down the list of reasons I could be in trouble. Any idea what we've done? To earn a visit to the vice principal? It'd probably help if I knew what a vice principal does. <laughs> Zach. Gabe. I raise my eyebrows at Gabe, trying for a laugh. He gives me a grim nod in return. Gabe takes my hand and, together, we take a seat in Vice Principal Richardson's office. We've had reports that you've been violating school policy. Yes, sir. We didn't think you pulled us out of class to congratulate us on really sticking to the rules. What policy would that be? The one against public displays of affection? <laughs> You're joking. Oh, We've had complaints God. from multiple students. They said you made them uncomfortable. What exactly have we done that's inappropriate? I want to know the charges against us. Zach, are you okay? I'm good. The students weren't specific. You called us down for a rumor? You don't even know if it was something worth pursuing. If students find that your behavior is distracting them or making them feel unsafe... Unsafe? Do you understand what it's like going to this school as a gay kid or uh, as a bi kid? If you want to talk about unsafe... I would appreciate it if you could calm down. If you can't talk about it reasonably right now... How can I be calm when the people I love are in actual danger? Leslie McClary has put up with verbal abuse for years. This is all hearsay. I can't talk about another student's case with you. But is it fair to expect us to respond to things we haven't been told? If you're not hearing it, maybe that's because the LGBT presence at this school knows better than to ask you for help. Or maybe you're not listening. I know... Leslie McClary has tried to meet with you about the endless, horrible harassment. We're getting away from the issue. What we are here to discuss right now is that some students feel targeted by your actions. How could anyone feel targeted? We're not cuddling at them. You aren't in trouble yet. If you could just tone it down. This? Holding hands? This is as physical as we get. When students feel that it encroaches on their ability to learn, it becomes an issue. So what you're saying, what you're saying 
is that my boyfriend and I need to cater to their homophobia by giving up one of the very, very few things that makes life bearable in this awful place. I'm saying you have a chance right now to correct your behavior. Do you understand how serious this is? It could be considered a form of sexual harassment. <laughs> Zach? What? God, I... Sorry, it's just... You're talking like we're in some legal thriller, but the school doesn't actually have a policy on PDA. Like, have you read the student handbook? Uh, have you? Many times. It's not there. <laughs> well, that's interesting. The overall tone is that we have a responsibility to create a comfortable learning environment, which is jeopardized by inappropriate behavior. How often do straight students get called in here for holding hands? Also, have I mentioned my mom is a lawyer? What does it look like if the media gets involved? And there isn't even an official rule you can fall back on. Well, in the meantime, the student handbook is extremely clear on insubordination. I think both of you could benefit from a three-page essay on the importance of respecting authority. That will be all. Thank you. What? Come on, Gabe. This isn't fair. It's not fair. I know. I know. Get up, dude. Mr. Richardson, who are you trying to protect? Your students? Or the status quo? If you could both get back to class. We should go. We're not stopping. You can't scare us into stopping. That muscle in Gabe's jaw jumps attractively, and I think that this moment would be in the trailer of the film, with big sweeping strings coming under it. Cellos, probably. And because it will piss off Richardson, which might pacify Gabe, which might get us out of there with nothing worse than some bullshit assignment, I bring my free hand to the side of Gabe's face and let my thumb stroke that ridiculous, perfect cheekbone in a way that hopefully looks very romantic. Gabe turns his eyes back to me and I push through what would be panic if I thought about it to summon up my absolute warmest and most publicly affectionate voice. I don't think a hurricane could stop you, babe. This close, I can see exactly how Gabe's eyes shut for a second, breathing hard. Gabe is still furious. This was a terrible idea. I need some way to extricate myself, but Gabe is looking right at me and I'm frozen in panic. Shit, I've officially ruined everything beyond repair and... And, um... Gabe... Gabe kisses me. It's over in a second, but undeniably, it happens. And then I am standing there with the sense memory of the warm press of Gabe's lips on mine. Mouth kind of tingling. Get out of my office. Somehow, we make it to the hallway. Gabe opens his mouth, his mouth, which was just on my mouth, and I'm watching him, thinking that if Gabe asks if I'm okay, if that was all right, I will full on lose it. I just... Uh, kissing. We kissed. Did you miss it? Because I, I can say it again. Not for... Okay. Not because he wanted 
It was for the same reason any of this happens, to defy authority, to make a point. Social justice kissing on the lips, I just... <laughs> Did you see the look on Richardson's face? Bold words coming from someone who can't remember leaving the office. Vice Principal Richardson could have been dressed as a bumblebee, playing the tuba, and it wouldn't have made any difference to me. God, I can't believe him. It's not as if we're making out all over the hallway or something. Uh, yeah. Students weren't specific. What do you think they even said? Oh, help, they're being gay at us. Or, I'm not trying to erase your bisexuality, but... Nope. it's cool. And meanwhile... Meanwhile... I mean, there's that letter we wrote on Friday about Leslie's hair. She handed it in this morning, but I wouldn't hold my breath. Yeah, but you're gonna kick their ass. Is your mom really a lawyer? Um, technically... Uh... She's a real estate lawyer. Those poor bastards don't even know who they're dealing with yet. Uh, your whole group. You guys are gonna break the shit wide open. <laughs> Where's your fourth hour? Earth science. It's in the basement. I've got lit second floor. He points upwards, as if the direction was somehow unclear. But I'll walk with you for a bit. And come back late to lit? I really am a bad influence. Miss Cook won't get me in trouble. She hates how the administration handles this stuff. Anyway, I've been meaning to tell you. Pony, Leslie, and Krista and I were talking about it, and... I think we might float as something for the group to vote on. Yeah. In terms of ways we can make the biggest practical impact, we want to suggest shifting our priorities. Oh, okay. We thought we might start an anti-bullying program. We won't give up on what we've been doing, but we'll establish ourselves as a safe space. Kids can come to meetings and talk about what they've been going through, and we can try to help. Maybe volunteer to escort them to class if they're worried for their safety. Oh, oh shit. The school will probably have to back you up since it's not like they can come out in favor of bullying. You could... You could get funding for this. And we could... It wouldn't be just for LGBT kids, but if any show up, we could put together some resources for them, too. Nobody should be afraid to go to school. That's, uh... It's a pretty good idea. You think so? Uh... Yeah. What? You never like our ideas. <laughs> you really think this one's okay? Look, if... I was jacking you around, you'd know. Yeah, uh, I, I know. See you. I sit through the remainder of a lesson about plate tectonics, actually taking notes so I'll have something to do with my hands. I don't think about Gabe's lips, soft and little chapped. I don't think about Gabe's face right before the kiss. All of that is easy to explain. The craziest part of the whole affair, when you get right down to it, is that Gabe asked for my opinion. Asked and seemed to want to know. From the front of the room, the teacher says something about seismic shifts, and I think, dude, you have no idea. The feeling lasts until algebra, when our tests from last week come back. Let's just say it's bad news. Time to bring out the big guns. I find Pony in the hallway. 
I swear to God, I will draw you anything you want for the rest of your life if you can just make factoring make sense. Seriously? Oh man, I know so many math jokes. This is going to be incredible. I'm going to be a tutor, a professional tutor. You're being paid? Hey, Zach. In a lifetime supply of art. Ooh, I hope you realize you've committed to illustrating Pony's whole webcomic. Don't worry, it's charming as hell. Astrocat. It's the adventures of a cat astronaut. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. Tuesdays I have robotics club and Thursdays I meet with Mr. Brown. You know the school psychologist, but Wednesdays. Wednesdays. Can you do Wednesdays? Uh, yeah. Cool. We can get in a solid two hours of math and then we can talk character designs. Zach, how are you at drawing exploding rocket ships? Finally, someone's asking the real questions. Wednesday afternoon. The library. Here is the deal. I got a pile of exercises off the internet. If you're confused about anything, you have to tell me. We don't move on until you're sure you understand. That's my first rule. Okay, how many rules are there? Second rule, you're not allowed to interrupt her. What are you even doing here, Andy? I'm her ride. If it helps, I promise I'm not paying attention. Thank you, Andy. Third rule, you're not allowed to skip anything. When you get a whole page right, you get a sticker. There's scratch and sniff. Fourth rule, you're not allowed to pretend that isn't awesome. The popcorn one smells like popcorn. It is wild. Can I smell it? Not until you've finished a whole page. Fifth rule, last rule. Hit me. At no point are you allowed to say, I'm bad at this, or I can't do math, or anything like that. You aren't even allowed to joke about it. Ugh. I've been really counting on sarcasm to get me through this. Well, take all that energy and use it for algebra. Pony! Shh. You can't make me stop sucking by forcing me to pretend uh, that- no. Here's the thing about math. It's not an art. It's a series of rules. And if you know how to use them, they always work. Do you have dyscalculia? No. Great. So then either it wasn't explained to you in a way you got and or you never tried hard enough. I'm going to explain it awesome, and you're going to try your butt off. So, like, literally, you can't fail. Anyway, you get stickers. So, factoring trinomials. Uh, actually, I don't understand how to do it with the, the um, where it's just x squared and whatever. Awesome. Let me write up some sample problems. Hey, cheer up. When we get through the first 20, I'll tell you all about Astrocat's backstory. Trust me, it is a doozy. It is a doozy. Pony's approach to writing is the same as her approach to teaching. Throw in everything, see what sticks, and then go with that even if it's ridiculous. She explains slope problems in terms of tiny creatures trying to climb through the graph. She comes up with a little dance for multiplying binomials, and she makes me practice it with her in the library, which would be humiliating except Pony somehow has the power to make Andy do it too. And everything Absolutely everything has a mnemonic device. Except Pony creates her own, so they make no sense. But the fact is, they're so transcendently dumb, they stick to the memory. Like a four chord pop song that rhymes more with any more. Pretty soon, I can't think about the order of operations without remembering Pony leaning forward to prompt me. Zach, why does Astrocat say time travel isn't worth the risk? Practically everyone meets dinosaurs. Astrocat says. Darn straight! This means I can't take a quiz without smiling to myself like a small child, but over the next five weeks, my grades start climbing. Well, comparatively. It's hard to feel awesome about a D-, although Pony beams when I mention it. 
You went from 30% to 60%. You freaking doubled, dude. Draw yourself a frog because you're improving leaps and bounds. Did I point out that jumping means you land right back on the ground? Nope. You thank your tutor, you hang that picture in your locker, and you move the hell on. All for a D minus, but I keep the frog. I don't exactly plan on giving Gabe a ride home next Thursday. There's really no reason to do it. There's no meeting today, no covert news to exchange. There's not even much overt news. Tori isn't hanging out with me tonight because she's watching old movies with Krista, Pony, and Pony's boyfriend Horace, who goes to Catholic school on the other side of town. I'm sure Horace is a good dude. He and Pony apparently met as rivals at a robotics tournament, which seems rife for stories. But the idea of meeting anyone new tonight is sending my brain in exhausted spirals. I'd been hoping me and Tori could hang out at my place tonight, play some video games, with or without the drinking. To be honest, I don't care. Lately, I feel like one of those old-fashioned wind-up toys, like someone's been cranking the key in my back a few degrees tighter each day. Reading the books Leslie lends me can reverse it a half turn, so can working on AstroCat concept art or hearing Tori invent new exciting curse words as she sews her prom dress. But the moment it's over, the key is twisting forwards again. The seconds crawl by, but the weeks are too fast to track. If I'm honest, I'm keeping an eye out as I head towards the parking lot. Gabe is easy to spot anyway, and would be even without the bright red hoodie like a battle pennant against the gray sky. I can't pretend to be nonchalant, I just shove through the crowds. Hey. In some ways, this was easier when we weren't getting along. But on a selfish level, I'm glad I had a chance to see Gabe laugh, or condemn a vice principal, or get so distracted by a point Chris is making that he is in real danger of biting into his sandwich before he's taken it out of the baggie. Gabe has smiled at me in private the way Gabe is smiling at me now. But there it was thoughtless, and here it's an act. And in either case, it can't mean the things I wish it could. I'm not sure why I keep doing this to myself. I should just get myself and this slew of messy feelings out of the way, hightail it to safety to my van before- Hey. It's no longer shocking to see Gabe tired, but it still catches at some ridiculous urge that I don't even have a name for. It makes me wish I owned a big pile of quilts, and also that it wouldn't be super weird to invite other people to come nap in my giant quilt nest for a while. Um, if you're not feeling the bus- Please. Gabe is silent, all the way to my van. You okay? Yeah. Look at all the people with their sprinklers on in the rain. That has to be a waste of water, right? Like, people are literally dying of thirst and we're pouring it down the gutter. Are you making fun of me? Whoa, man. Can't I notice something on my own? Sorry, you're right. That wasn't fair. I just... It's been a not great day and I'm just a little... It's cool. We all have our moments. Man got you down? For the record, I'm... I'm not making fun of you. We had a debate today in my speech class. Theoretically, it was about charter schools, but it turned into me trying to argue separation of church and state again, and someone outright calling me a pedophile to my face. So, um, 
That was my afternoon. But you don't care what people think of you. <laughs> no, but uh, hearing anyone talk that way about anyone, it... I don't know. Sometimes it's very, very hard to believe in this country. I hear that. Did you know they used to treat homosexuality as a mental illness? Some people still kind of do. Yeah, which is awful, but now it's on the fringes. I'm talking about, I mean, the vast majority of psychologists. As late as the 70s, it was in their official handbook of, of, of disorders. Jesus. It's what they were taught in school. It's what all the experts said. If you were a scared gay kid or a scared bi kid before 1973, and you looked it up, or you went to a therapist, or you took a psychology class, and of course, it wasn't just you're sick, it was you're sick. And even if you don't feel sick, that's part of the sickness. I think about Leslie ignoring bullies in world myth class, Krista's face in the lunchroom that day, Gabe searching so hard for a word that didn't mean broken. Shit. Christ, man, I... Do you ever want to throw in the towel and just hop the border to Canada? No, not for a second. That's my point. The APA used to treat it like a mental illness, and then they stopped, not because they felt like it. People made them stop. All these activists and psychologists who were secretly gay came together and forced their hand. There was so much risk, and they had no way to tell if it was gonna work. And they did this thing that had never been done before. I think about that all the time with a lot of things, but gay rights especially. Their arguments are so weak. There's no way they can win forever. It's so clear. It must be nice to, to be so sure about anything. It's horrible. <laughs> no, a lot of the time it's not, but I know it could be better. And I can't make them listen. I can't make them take me seriously. And I keep thinking, there's got to be some way I could get through to them. And I keep trying because I can't not, but- Okay, you're right. It's horrible. I, you know, I'd say, wish I could lend you a sliver of my ability to not give a shit, but that'd never work. Caring is like the source of your superpowers. Sorry. No. Hey, I, th I think there's a song that you should listen to. Sisyphus set down your stone. The nice thing about driving is that it takes up a lot of attention. There are street signs to obey and cars to watch out for, and it means that I don't have to spend every single second frantically searching for Gabe's reaction from the corner of my eye. It's more like every other second. Sorry if this is weird, but could we maybe listen to that one again? <laughs> so we listen to it again. We, um... <laughs> We listen to it three more times. Roll down the windows. The rain. It's a public service announcement. The people need to know. So, so make, make a note. note. Make a plan. Make a call. Make a stand. This land is not his land. This land is not his land. From the signs to the sand. Welfare lines. Weary hands. 
This land is not his land. This land is not his land. We're here till the end of the song. Come on. Thanks. That was <laughs> really, uh, thank you. Not a problem. Uh, Zach, can I talk to you about something tomorrow? Tomorrow? Yeah, after the meeting. In my car. So, like, when and where we always talk anyway? Yes. Do I point out that we're already talking? In my car, in fact? I know. But uh, I um, <clears throat> need to get my thoughts together first. Figure out what angle to come at this from. Are you going to make a presentation? Climb in here with poster board and note cards and a five-minute time limit? Yeah, I'm down. Why not? I won't actually make you stick to the five minutes. <laughs> I just um, want to get it right. Is it important? It is to me. Bad news? I hope not. Is it about Social Justice Club? Kind of. Am I going to lose this round of 20 questions? Almost certainly. And I'd rather, it'll be better if we talk tomorrow. Please. In all the time we've done this, I've never seen Gabe this nervous. It's more restless than his awkward concern months ago when I came out. It's just this whole other thing. I don't know what to make of it. I hope it's good news. Me too. See you tomorrow. That night, as I eat a carton of noodles over the sink, I think about Gabe. I mean, that part's not new, Gabe or the noodles really, but it's so weird to me now that kids like Molly are scared of him. Because like Andy, he contains multitudes. And a lot of these multitudes are ridiculous. He's smart and funnier than I would have guessed, but he is a weirdo, and that can be awkward as hell. That fist bump way back when, and the way he said bullcrap, and how that inexplicable moment in my van, like, what was that about? Holy shit! Sometimes Gabe is incredibly awkward. Awkward enough, say, to put off telling a crush that he liked them by pre-scheduling the conversation for later. This is a crazy thing to let myself dwell on, but it's like that turning point with an optical illusion. Once you've realized the vase can also be two faces, the lines shift in your mind and you can't unsee it. Gabe has listened to a lot of my problems and defended me from bullies and laughed at my jokes and bought me pizza. Gabe kissed me when he really didn't have to. 
Gabe sat in my van and listened to my favorite song four times in a row. Rain pelting the roof, music blasting from the speakers, sound waves knocking into our bodies, yelling along. Suddenly, the idea of calmly standing here eating noodles is outrageous. All those times Gabe has wrapped his arm around me, if he even meant one of them. I feel like one of those guys on TV insisting that UFOs are real, that Bigfoot is alive and hanging out in Arkansas, that all the signs are there if you just line them up right and squint. Gabe liking me back, me being the kind of person anyone could like the way I like Gabe is the wildest conspiracy theory of all. But the shapes have rearranged themselves in my head and I can't make myself unsee it. Gabe wants to talk to me tomorrow. Gabe wants to get it right. Seismic shifts, I think, in bed that night. All these weeks, what if I had no idea what I was doing? What if I'm not the only one? At no point do I fall asleep. This episode features Matthew Sabito as Zach. Chris Rivera as Gabe. Tal Minier as Molly. Regina Renee Russell as Krista. Paige Elena as Leslie. Sophia Babai as Pony. Perseus Rebello as Andy. Tom Rivera as Vice Principal Richardson. Alyssa Cassis as Rock Vocals. Directed by Rye Dorsey. Production coordination by Michaela Wano. Sound effects by Phoebe Izzard Davy. Audio mixing by Rebecca Lynn. Written by Jessica Best. Zach's narration music is written, performed, and produced by Chiron Star. Sisyphus is written by Jessica Best and produced by Chiron Star. All instruments performed by Chiron Star. And I've been Kay Watson, your morning announcements. Thank you, and have a great day, Columbus High. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.